You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. And here we are, sitting at 12-3, and three, following an absolute dismantling of the New England Patriots on Monday Night Football. Feels pretty good for Bills Mafia, Buffalo Bills fans all across the world, and uh, obviously happy to be talking with you here today about our Buffalo Bills. You know, you take a look back at this game. I mean, so many, so many things that you would take a look at and and think of just in a in a great way, right? Things that that really stood out. Um, Lee Smith's touchdown catch, Lee Smith's second catch of the game that he had. I mean, something that that stands out to me. Obviously, Stefan Diggs play just uh, again, kind of getting into a little trash talk after being missed on a target in the end zone early in the first quarter and just coming back and just absolutely destroying the Patriots uh, primarily right throughout the second and third quarter of the game. When you, you take a look at it until, you know, in the fourth quarter where the bills were really resting most of their, their players, three touchdown catches. Um, Stefan Diggs looking like an all pro right now at this standpoint. Um, so much of it, man, just the, the defense playing the way that they have. I mean, again, two drives where the Pats scored, where at first you're like, all right, what's happening here? But then they really kind of dialed in and just, as we keep saying, looking like that Bills defense of old, making just such a big difference each and every time that they play. And of course, Josh Allen continuing to make his case for league MVP. And I know, you know, in interviews and things, that is not important to him you know, in many ways, right? It's probably more more fan service at this point. It's more about uh, podcast hosts, radio show hosts, uh, the talking heads, you know, as we would say, of getting behind this. But I do want to talk in this episode about Allen's chances at, at being the league MVP. And I guess I'll say this, right? Like he's certainly in the discussion, but I don't think he's going to win. And just because I don't think he's going to win doesn't mean that he shouldn't. But, you know, this is probably one of those years right now where I think if you look at things, and again, it's not just about the statistics, right? So I, I say that of just, it's easy to look at box scores and all of these types of pieces. And we know that doesn't tell the entire story. Um, so, right, as we go through with it, I'm, I'm not saying, um, I guess what I'm saying is I don't think he is going to win this season. And that's unfortunate, right? It's not what Bills fans want to hear in any way, shape, or form. But even if you take a look at it, I think it would be hard for Aaron Rodgers not to win the league MVP, right? I mean, over 4,000 yards passing, 44 touchdowns, five interceptions. Um, you you just look at his his abilities and what he's doing as a quarterback in spite of, right, I mean, you think back to the draft and free agency 
and the Green Bay Packers not doing a whole lot to surround him with weapons. I mean, he's a second-round pick on A.J. Dillon, their first-round pick on backup quarterback, right? His eventual replacement and kind of what that looks like. So with, you know, with so much of it, I mean, of course, Devontae Adams is is phenomenal, but, you know, you can say, all right, you look at the supporting cast after that. I, I think Aaron Rodgers is the one that probably is the most deserving to win the MVP, and he probably will. But I got to say this, man, Josh Allen is certainly making a case for the award at this time. And I think from this standpoint, right, we take a look at it. It is just... um. It's ready to go, man. I mean, you look at what Josh Allen has been doing. And again, right, not just about statistics. And they are certainly there when you talk about the statistics for Josh Allen. Completing 69% of his passes, 4,320 yards through the air, 34 passing touchdowns, nine interceptions. Just you see him week in and week out um, with a guy like Stefan Diggs, what he continues to do, of course, Josh you know, as a as a rusher, right? From from this standpoint, I mean, you look at you look at what he's able to do with his legs, um, the ability to to find the end zone and just be that weapon, right? A hundred rush attempts so far this year for four hundred eighteen yards. Um, you know, not bad. A little bit down from his per average um, that you would see in the past, but just that ability, right, to find the end zone to just. He is that guy, eight rushing touchdowns again this season. Josh Allen putting it all all together. But where I come back with this part of the conversation, where I think it makes it interesting, and you're probably like, well, what makes it interesting? You just said Aaron Rodgers was going to win. And it's like, listen, I'm trying to be somewhat realistic with this. But I do think back with Allen, right? And you look at the, you know, whatever stretch you want to want to look at. We did a, a podcast after the, the bye. Right, Joe Marino was on from Locked On Bills and the Draft Network, Bruce Nolan, Jay Spence the King. And we were talking about Josh Allen as an MVP candidate. And and Joe Marino, I thought, put it best. Right. And he says, like, if you want it, go get it. Go prove that you deserve to be the MVP. Right. He's like, you've got these nationally televised games coming up. Week 13, Monday night football against San Francisco. Week 14, Sunday night football against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Week 15, a Saturday afternoon nationally televised game, right? Like the only game on at that time against the Denver Broncos. And then Monday night football against the New England Patriots. And um, and I got to be honest, I think back to that part of the podcast, Joe had me a little bit fired up, right? He's like, you want it, go get it. And it was that sort of um, almost like a, a coach's mentality type of piece. Like, hey, you can talk about it. You can look at box scores. You can do all of these things. But if you want it, you've got to go get it. And you can look at some of his games before that and think to yourself like, okay, fantastic against the Seahawks, right? Should have had the game-winning touchdown against the Cardinals. But, you know, that didn't happen. Two interceptions in that game couple of, you know, when I say duds, relative spe- relatively speaking to the MVP conversation before then, right? 154 yards passing an interception against the Patriots. Um, the Jets game, he passed for over 300 yards. He was efficient, but nothing dynamic that you would look at. I mean, certainly, and then the two games before that, Tennessee and Kansas City, right? Two games for Bills fans that we would just all look to, to kind of forget. But he was still in that mix, right? Because the team was winning 
But then you come to these, you know, these upcoming games. And even the following week, right? And the Bills were playing against the Los Angeles Chargers. And and Allen was fine, right? He was fine. They won 27 to 17. He completed 18 of 24 passes, only for 157 yards, um, one touchdown, one interception. It was just one of those efficient type of games. Um, you know, you remember the Chargers defense was all over him. Bosa was in the backfield nonstop. All of these different pieces that that took place, right? You had the 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 trick play pass and touchdown pass from Cole Beasley. Um, you know, but the Bills did enough to win the game, and that was fine. But then you come into it, and I remember watching that game thinking like, yeah, you know what? We can kind of shut down any of the MVP talk. That probably does not make sense. Just, you know, in, a, in some ways you're thinking to yourself, just let it go here. A little bit because what you know what are you what are you doing like the the team is winning they're playing great and then you get to the stretch of the primetime games and you start to look at those things and I again what Joe's saying always ringing in my head just a little bit right so first Monday night football against San Francisco 34 to 24 victory and what happens the bills come out he completes 80 percent of his passes 32 of 40. 375 yards and four touchdowns. Okay. Not bad, right? You look at that. You look from that standpoint. The following week against Pittsburgh, Sunday night football, arguably the best defense in the NFL. Um, And the first half, things are just not looking good, right? It's just not looking good. Like they're just struggling on offense. It is just um, things are just not getting going in any way, shape, or form. And then in the second half, things start to click, right? Instead of him holding the ball in the pocket throughout the first half, trying to make the big play, they start hooking him up with Beasley, start hooking him up with Stefan Diggs, you know, start hitting those short passes, right? Just like not holding the ball. Let's get into a bit of a rhythm here and see what you can do. And all of a sudden, right, you kind of fast forward and the bills are humming there. It's a 26 to 15 victory. Uh, the Bills score 14 points in the third quarter and really just start to get things moving from that standpoint, right? I mean, 24 uh, completions on 43 attempts, 238 yards. Again, one of those you could probably look at and think to yourself like, eh, you know, two touchdowns, one interception, not his best game. But if you were watching that game, especially late in the second quarter through the second half, you would look at it and say, okay, Josh Allen put this team on his back and did everything that was needed, right, to help lead them to victory. That that was it, right? It's like, again, don't just look at a box score. Look at things and look at how that team progressed throughout that game and what he did, how they adapted, and Josh Allen leading the team to victory over at that time, the 11-1 Pittsburgh Steelers. Now you look to week 15, right? They play the Denver Broncos again. You start to look at things. Okay, I told you guys before, I had an uneasy feeling in my stomach with this one because you've got, you know, Vic Fangio, his defense, you know, one of those guys that you just kind of take a look at and you think to yourself like, okay, for for a defensive-minded coach, like I don't want to take this one lightly. Um, you saw them, you know, kind of defeat the Patriots or the Dolphins a couple weeks before. You just start to look at some of these pieces and and you just have that expectation that, right, like, is this a trap game 
coming off of the win against the Steelers. The following week, you've got New England on Monday Night Football. And what do the Bills do? 48-19 to victory. Um, Again, right? I mean, Josh Allen completes 70% of his passes, 28 out of 40, two touchdowns. Um, rushing, right? I mean, three rushes for 33 yards and two TDs. You know, from that standpoint, you're just like, okay, here we go again, right? I mean, Allen, three out of three nationally televised games in a row delivering the goods. And then it comes into week 16 against the Patriots. And now all of a sudden it's like, all right, you're already the AFC East champions. And honestly, I'm so glad that they had it wrapped up before this game at least to me as a fan, if it was like the AFC East title is still on the line with Monday Night Football at Gillette. I'm not saying the difference of the game would have been any different this whatever, but man, I just would have been kind of worked up probably more than, uh, than I should have been and kind of talked about that before. But you come into this game on Monday Night Football, and even though you know the Patriots are struggling, they're the Patriots. It's Belichick. Allen has not really played well against him uh, in his career. You know, you even look back to the game in week eight. Again, the Bills win 24-21 thanks to the Justin Zimmer um, peanut punch, right, knocking the ball out of Cam Newton late in the game that at minimum, right, the, the Pats would have been kicking a field goal looking to put the game into overtime. Um, and you even look back to that game. I mean, Allen 11 of 18. 154 yards passing, one interception. I mean, granted, they they ran the ball wherever they wanted to that game. But from that standpoint, right, like they had kind of bottled Allen up during that game. Um, and I, right, I mean, week eight seems like forever ago when you think back, right, almost two months ago and what this team is now. But here you come. It's Monday night football. You've been riding this high. And it's like it's still the Patriots. It's still Bill Belichick. Um, the Pats come right down, should have scored a touchdown on that first drive. They did not, you know, it's 10 to nine and you're not really, um, you're not really worried, but as you look at it, like the passing game was just not humming early on in the game. Um, it was a lot of short stuff, um, a couple of drop passes, right? You think of the, the drop pass by Taiwan Jones, the drop pass by Dawson Knox, and then all of a sudden things just start to click and and you look at it and again you talk about the sequence with the trash talk um with Diggs and Jackson Bright in the end zone and all of a sudden things just start to to turn and and you don't know what it was if it was just an adjustment or whatever it is but here you are on Monday night football last Monday night football game of the season completing 27 of 36 passes 75% completion percentage 320 yards, four touchdown passes, and Josh Allen, again, kind of makes it four for four in those last four primetime games of the season. Now, again, you take a look at it. If it was just Allen and Patrick Mahomes, I could make the argument that Allen has been outplaying him down the stretch this season. Mahomes is great, not taking anything away from him whatsoever, but I think if you were talking about who who is playing better right now. And I will say this. It is interesting, too. Um, I watch enough of the Kansas City Chiefs, and I watch enough of the Green Bay Packers. Um, and these are two teams that I've always you know, pulled for in some way, shape, or form. 
Um, when I look at the Chiefs, I've, I've got a soft spot for Andy Reid as a head coach, um, going back to his time with the Philadelphia Eagles and when he was coaching Donovan McNabb, who one of my all-time favorite players and coming out of Syracuse. And Green Bay has kind of always been that NFC team that I have gravitated towards um, for years, right? Another small market team, cold weather, this and that. I mean, I think you could see enough correlations um, with that. So if I have a chance to watch the Green Bay Packers, I do. If I have a chance to watch the Kansas City Chiefs, I do. And I've seen enough of the teams this year to think to myself, okay, I can I can weigh in on this where I'm, I'm hopefully not just scouting to, to a box score. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And, you know, over this last month and a half, um, Mahomes has looked okay. And I don't know with the Chiefs if it's just like, um, you talk about it a lot with NBA teams, right, of like, well, they can just turn it on when it's time to get ready for the playoffs. So they can sort of, I don't want to use the term coast because that is, um, that's a little disrespectful to them as a team. I think it's not, it's not that it's not that the other teams are not trying or any of those pieces. Um, but he is, you know, I do not think he has been better than Allen or Rogers in those past few weeks. So I do, you know, I didn't want you to think that I was just forgetting about Mahomes early, early on in the conversation. Again, when you look at things with Rodgers, though, you know, for me, it is a little bit different for him because I think is, is I, at least as I take a look at it, right? I mean, he is he is having that type of season where you're just like, okay, it, as much as I would like to make the argument for Allen over it, um, Green Bay is making it happen too. Like I can't, I can't even, I can't even deny that that piece for the way that he is playing. Now, you could certainly make an argument that, listen, the schedule for them is not as tough as what Buffalo plays. Um, and I think as you certainly look at that, you know, I would not disagree there either. Um, right? I mean, you look at their their victories, um, you know, Minnesota, Detroit, okay, New Orleans in week three, Atlanta in week four, um, Houston, San Francisco, Jacksonville, Chicago, Philadelphia, Detroit, Carolina, and then really this week against Tennessee. But you can't I can't fault him that the schedule is not is not good. Like that's not Aaron Rodgers' fault. Like he can just go out and perform at a certain level, and that's all that you can ask of him. And really, with the exception of a game, let's see, in week six against Tampa Bay, where they lost thirty eight to ten. And he was not good throwing for only 160 yards and two interceptions. You know, Aaron Rodgers has been has been doing all right this season. But I will say this, right? If anyone has had any question in their mind, and they've been following the Buffalo Bills after these last four weeks and seeing what Josh Allen has been doing in these primetime games, um, while I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to win, and, you know, dare I say, probably should. Josh Allen is certainly making that decision much more difficult 
for any of the voters than it was four weeks ago. And uh, it would be a hell of an upset if he were to win the MVP vote. But the fact that he is in the mix where he has come from 2018 to where he is today at 2020 um, is pretty fantastic. And again, if you ask him, he does not care about the MVP award. He cares about winning one game at a time, getting the team in a position to win the Super Bowl. I mean, heck, he even said it when he was talking about the AFC East championship shirts and uh, and myself and Bill's fans. We love him for it. So, uh, you know, I want to hear your feedback on this, right? If you think Allen should be the league MVP, we know he's already in the discussion. That is not a question, nor should it be a question whatsoever. But has he done enough over these last four weeks on top of the season at whole to catapult Aaron Rodgers to win that league MVP? I think it'll certainly be interested to see what happens. Um, and again, just a fun season for the Bills, for Bills fans, uh, and for all of us here at buffalorumblings.com. So listen, if you have not done so yet, do me a favor. Hit that subscribe button. Uh, you get all of our great shows here at buffalorumblings.com. I'd also ask this too. If you've not left a review yet, go on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. It takes you like five seconds, but it helps other Bills fans find these shows. And if you're enjoying what we're doing here, you can leave us a five-star review, write some good words. And I think it really helps others find us, um, not just here in the U.S., but right when we look at things, um, we've got international listeners all across the globe tuning into what we're talking about. So It makes Bill's Mafia pretty unique. We appreciate you guys for tuning in each and every time. And as always, go Bills.